RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. The Buccaneers get it done yesterday. Um, fun to watch. I'm going to be honest with you. Going into that game in Dallas, opening day, Sunday night, Tom Brady missing 11 days of camp, um, a lot of unknowns for the Buccaneers. Uh, I was picking the Dallas Cowboys going into the game. No doubt about that. Like I wouldn't have put a nickel on the Buccaneers not knowing what I was going to see. And after seeing the game 19-3, I don't know if I got anything out of the game, okay? Because this is what I did get out of the game. Dallas Cowboys are not that darn good, okay? And we, like, it's not fair to say a team is not good by one game. I understand that. But I watch the Dallas Cowboy team, and I say to you, where is their spark offensively? Who is their spark? They, I mean, Lamb? CeeDee Lamb is a good receiver. That's it. If he's your number one guy, that ain't going to make it. I'm just telling you, it ain't going to make it, okay? Dak Prescott's out now for six to eight weeks. With Dak Prescott, they weren't going to be good. I'm telling you. Look, they scored three points yesterday against a Buccaneer in defense. It may be really good at the end of the year. We don't know. But it's the way it looked in the midst of it. You know, they had a couple of good runs here and there from Zeke and Pollard. Other than that, they just didn't threaten anything. At no point did I say, oh, boy, watch out. Because, listen, it was a 16-point game the whole fourth quarter, people. You know what? The game ain't over when that's a 16-point. It's not over. We've seen crazier things than that happen. And no, I, at no time in that game did I think Dallas Cowboys were going to come back and challenge in that game. They just looked that that poor and that slow. Just, just they had nothing to them offensively. I didn't see anything. I don't really know what they were trying to accomplish. Now, our side of the ball offensively, uh, I saw a couple things we did that I liked and some other things that I didn't like so much. Listen, 19 points is not a bad deal, but 19 points is not always going to beat some of the upper echelon uh, offensive teams out there. And we're going to run into a bunch of them as we go along this year. I thought it was, I thought the game plan was pretty darn good. Byron Leftwich needs to get applauded. Uh, Darwin, he needs to get applauded for just putting our offensive linemen in the right situations, putting our quarterback in the right situations. Because a lot of times, you know, different teams, offensive lines will get blamed for giving up eight sacks. But the long and short of it is, if you're playing against a, a team on the road that has some great pass rushers, you know what you don't want to do is throw the ball 50 times against them. So a lot of times everybody wants to blame an offensive line. How about blaming the offensive coordinator for putting those offensive linemen in, in such tough situations? I thought Byron Leftwich did a great job of not putting the offensive line in, in a bad situation because when Donovan Smith went down, um, first of all, looking at the film, it looks like a hyperextended elbow. I believe I've had every injury known to man. I've had a hyperextended elbow before. Uh, certainly not going to go back in that game, okay? And I remember, like, I'm the kind of guy that like, I, I, go, I stay in the game. And I remember coming off the field after hyperextending my elbow and trying to get back in and punching somebody with, and I had, when I mean zero strength, I couldn't even, I could barely move my arm. So 
I think the next week I played, I had it bandaged up. I I played, but I don't know how effective I was. And then the week after that, uh, I was back to a hundred percent. So, you know, we're going to be, he'll, he'll be fine in a couple weeks, but you know, who you don't want to see out there too, too, too long is Mr. Wells. Mr. Wells has been in the league for a bit. Uh, okay. Backup, but either you can't win that way. So I thought that Byron Leftwich didn't put our offensive line in a bad situation because this is the situation. We put, okay, now listen, I know everybody's going to go, we're great, we're great, we're great. But if we were playing against a team that was scoring offensively against our defense, which is going to happen, we'd have been in trouble yesterday. Letting everybody know that. Because we had people that couldn't block other people. And it just didn't have to do it as much because we didn't have to go take any chances. There's going to be a time where you have to take a lot more chances than that. A lot more chances than that. Okay? So, offensive line-wise, I would give them a B. But, situationally, they were put in a good situation yesterday. Offensively, 19 points. You want to make too big of a deal out of it because of the way our defense played. But, you got to make a big deal out of being in a red zone for five straight times and getting 12 points. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a bad, don't do that. Okay. That's a situation where you may not think it's a big deal that Gronk isn't here anymore, but that's where Gronk excelled. That's where Rob Gronkowski excelled. It was in, in, in the red zone. And I mean, catching the ball, running the ball, the whole nine yards, you get to the red zone, you can run the football. It puts a lot of pressure on everybody out there. So as a whole, offensively, I didn't see a whole lot. I just didn't. I, what I mean, I didn't see. I didn't have to see a whole lot. Chris Godwin going down again. That same knee. Here's the problem. He's a tough guy. That's why he was out there yesterday. Now they're going to have to be uber, 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 uber cautious with him. You go in, you come back one game, you get hurt. Now you got to start talking about your future. Forget about this season. Now you got to start talking about your future. And maybe they should. I was somebody that said you got to let him play. Because if he didn't play this Sunday and he went in two Sundays from now and he still would have got his knee hurt, it would have been about the same situation anyways. You, you don't get more used to hitting until you get hit or until you put yourself in a situation where everything is full speed. So let's hear what happened. Let's see what happens with Chris Godwin. Um, I don't think we're going to see Chris Godwin for another three, four weeks. And I don't even know what's happening. I just think they're, they're going to become cautious here because, listen, he just signed a new contract, and um, it's about his future as well. So overall, offensively, um, I don't even know who our tight ends are. I think like Cameron Brait with his unbelievable mustache made one drop yesterday. There wasn't a whole lot going on from that position. Uh, what I hear, my guy Kyle Rudolph um, was, was a, a healthy scratch, and he was supposed to be, you know, the next Rob Gronkowski, so to speak. And listen, when they brought in Kyle Rudolph, um, I said to myself, that ain't, that's not Rob Gronkowski's, that's not it. That's not his replacement. It's just not, okay? It's a guy, the stopgap guy, that hopefully will give us something. If it gives us anything, good. If not, then we'll move on and do something else. That's why I see a lot more receivers going on and doing some things. By the way, I think uh, I did see that uh, L.J. Howard had two catches yesterday for two touchdowns. So was it. Which means nothing. He's not a good tight end. He's just got in the backside of backside some stupid place. He's not a good tight end. That's why he gets cut from everywhere. Okay, so we got to get more out of our tight end position. That is for sure. Now, that's one side of the ball. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. I don't have a lot to complain about. I really don't. I thought the scheme was great. 
I thought some of it had to do with the Dallas Cowboys' lack of scheme. Um, you know, as far as our players go, we, you have to kind of you have to build around something, okay? And if I ask everybody who are the Buccaneers building around defensively, I'm not sure what the que- the answer is going to be. And I think th- this is what should, the answer should be. The answer should be Devin White. That should be the answer. He's the center of our defense. He makes our calls. Our defensive line is going to be secondary to our linebackers, okay? Our linebackers are going to be what has to make the plays this year. So this is, make it a linebacker central uh, defense. And that's, I think, what we are. Devin White, two sacks yesterday. Listen, it doesn't matter how many people you rush. If you have a great linebacker on a back, that's a mismatch. Okay? I used to play against some players, and Brian Cox was a linebacker. When he blitzed and a, and a running back had to t- block him, it's a problem. He's bigger and stronger than them. Devin White's the same way. He's bigger and stronger and faster and more physical and has more want to than most of those running backs. One day, just look and see what kind of job that running back has to do to step up in that hole and block a linebacker for about three yards on both sides. You think that's easy for a guy who can run around both ways? He has no responsibility at all. He can go inside, outside, over you, on top of you, the whole nine yards. That's a lot of decisions. So if you have a guy who's a great blitzer and you can figure out situations where you can get him on running backs, do that as much as you can, and that definitely benefited uh, the Buccaneers uh, yesterday, which was a which was a wonderful thing. Other than that, the pass rush in general was so so. Uh, I thought the um, I, I thought the pass defense was good. Okay, and once again, it comes down to the Dallas Cowboys and not knowing exactly what they have. We're going to run into a lot better receiving cores than that. That's for sure. Watch a little bit of football this weekend. Watch New Orleans, uh, you know, play against Atlanta. Both those teams, I thought Atlanta was the best looking out of those two, to be honest with you. Carolina scored some points, but I just, I'm not really scared of them. But we're going to run into some juggernauts here in the next few weeks, including Kansas City, where you score 19 points against Kansas City, you get blowed out. Let's just get that straight. Right? You are not holding Kansas City three points, and if you score 19 against Kansas City, you'll get blown out. So the Buccaneer fans, we have to sit around. We have to rejoice, enjoy that win. But understand this, people. There's 32 cities out there that are overreacting immensely. That's the way it goes. Okay, If you're from Dallas and you're scared of what might happen this season, you're one of the cities that's not overreacting. Y'all are in trouble. And you know what else is what's ridiculous? To watch your senseless coach on the sideline who looks like a buffoon. And I don't think he looks like a buffoon. He is a buffoon. And he just never, he never, he, he never says anything that's even a little bit brilliant. Never. Never. You, so you had a bunch of penalties last year that caused you games. You got 17 penalties in a preseason game. 17. And then you had 10 in the first regular season game. And you don't think it's a big, a big issue? You should start every meeting with penalties are an issue. That's what you start your meeting with. You can't win like that. You can't get 10 penalties and think you're going to win many games. You're just not going to. Okay? You're not going to. So if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, uh, I bet you're in a funny place because there's no way you can like Mike McCarthy. 
There's really no way you could like your head, your 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 owner either. Jerry Jones is a clown. Jerry Jones is a clown, and when the Dallas Cowboy plays, it should be Jerry and his boys. It's not even the Dallas Cowboys anymore. It's just Jerry and his boys. So listen, football season is one and zero. Let's not trip, okay? Because there's a lot of teams right now, a lot of cities that are couldn't can't believe we're one and zero. And go back to last year, and last year's a bunch of teams that want to know that probably ended up 3-14. and 14. That's what happens every single year. But listen, we know our Buccaneers are going to be in it if they stay relatively healthy, but the problem is we're starting to get hurt already. That's definitely something that scares me. If you ever want to check me out, it's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. If you ever want to email me any questions about our Buccaneers or football in general, and please make sure you're listening to my other podcasts, uh, Plant Power Podcast, or you're into the plant world, cannabis world, and uh, all those different things. So we're, we're good for one week. It's Victory Monday. Enjoy it, and I'll speak to you guys next week. Let's hope uh, our Buccaneers are 2-0. Oh. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.